0: Well, hello. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Here we are again with another edition of our live stream Sunday school. Uh, Today is Sunday, April the 25th. Uh, This is for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church, Akron, Ohio. Thanks for being here this morning. While we are allowing people to jump on with us, we're going to go ahead and play a musical selection uh, from Hezekiah Walker, song Better. So thanks for being here today, and we hope that uh, uh, you're just ready to give praise and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good morning. It's got to get better. Hey, Angie. Hey, Arlen. God is in control. Amen. Hey, Jackie, good morning. Good morning from Nate and Marnell.
1: Pacific
0: Daylight Time. Amen. Sunday school time. Amen. I can say good morning because there's coffee here too. Hey, Laura, good morning. Morning. (laughs) Amen. Guys are great with technology. Not, not too shabby. up too, <clears throat> praise team, uh, for musical selections, Facebook makes changes all the time now, and it looks like that they are trying to block stuff if they hear something that's copyright controlled, but that's exactly what just happened here, I had to resume the broadcast, yes, so I'm just going to give you guys a heads up on it, you might want to try to find some stuff that's not too mainstream, Because it just looks like there's going to be issues with musical copyright stuff. So just a heads up on that. As far as I know, we're still on the air. Okay. It's a good thing I'm watching the screen. (laughs) really a shame they can't make a distinction between praise music being played, but if it goes over a broadcast, I guess that's an issue. Yeah. Well. It. It. Exactly. It's almost like you have to keep talking over it just to make sure, like I'm doing right now. Hi, Anne and Larry. How are you? Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, <laughs> well, we got through that. It was just, uh, just bizarre. You know, every time Facebook makes a change, boy, they are listening to everything. That's the that's the scary. issue. It is kind of scary. <laughs> um, I know, right? So, yeah, just a heads up on that. I. I'm not really sure what you can do about it other than the fact that they're just uh, paying attention. So um, we just, we'll just muddle through and just get through it like we normally do. Typically, um, in the past, for example, I would, I would give a, a disclaimer for music and just say that this is not anything that we own or anything like that, and that didn't really seem to matter too much, so I stopped doing that. Uh, and as, as it stands right now, some artists are much more protective of their, of their stuff than others if they understand what's going on. But be that as it may, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move forward on that, and okay. it's just a just a heads up um, for everybody involved there. We we love the musical selections and we always want to try to play them, but if they get if they get goofy on us and we have to kind of consider other alternatives, if that's gonna be an we'll issue, but we'll keep trying. Absolutely. Okay, so with that in mind, uh, today uh, we we have a, a lesson that's gonna cover the last part of Second Timothy. Well, we have some announcements to make, and there are. Just a few. Uh, we want to make sure that you stay tuned online if you are not going to church today uh, for Pastor Gus's pre recorded message, The Blessings of God. It's a great service, a se- great sermon, excuse me, uh, that'll be uh, available for you after uh, Sunday school has been completed. It'll be in the timeline of the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page. Um, <clears throat> that will be, um, of course, the certain message uh, that'll be a live message in church. Uh, in Akron. Uh, Today we'll be indoors for sure, just damp and it's cool, so we'll be indoors for that. Uh, Please be reminded that as you go to church today that uh, temperature checks are taken at the door, you wear your masks, and there is social distancing involved uh, in the building, and just be aware of that as well too. But we welcome you for those of you who are going to be going to Akron, uh, to the church in Akron today. Uh, But you're not missing a thing. If you just stay tuned online, you'll see the uh, sermon message that Gus has. And Please remember to give likes and clicks on those as well, too, and comments. We want to make sure that everyone is participating uh, and, uh, and acknowledging these messages and for those who are staying home. Uh, please remember your tithes and offerings. We, of course, mention this every week because it's different now the way church is. We, we want to make sure that everybody is participating uh, with tithes and offerings that are able to because we still need to run the church. The building is still there. Uh, Of course, if you're mailing it, it's going to be uh, Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. And later today, we're doing something brand new that we've never done before. We did do the uh, Zoom practice session on Friday, and it went very, very well, pleasingly well, to the point where... We can make this thing work. So we will be doing our first Zoom Bible study. We'll be doing that on the fourth Sunday of every month. Uh, (laughs) Thumbs up. Um, My lovely bride gives thumbs up as well, too. Um, That will be taking place at 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific time. And I mention that because we have people who are all over, and we want to make sure that they are tuning in at the right time. And we'll get into our first Bible study and really get into the word Kind of like what we were trying to do before when we were having Bible study either on Wednesday or on Sunday nights, um, second and third Sunday. Just getting back into it. Good morning, Lisa. Uh, thanks for being here. Good to see you. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Cindy. Just want to acknowledge everybody who just got on recently here. Um, Denise, thank you. Uh, and so, please uh, be ready for that as well too. If you have participated, if you already know how to use Zoom, <clears throat> I've already sent out the invitations. So that is available for you to click on it. It's virtually the same invitation as the one that we sent out for the practice session as well, too. But just so you know that it is present and it's going to be in your email. It was sent yesterday evening, so just look in your email and you'll find it and you'll see the uh, captioning for that. But we welcome everybody trying to log on a little bit before five o'clock if they can, just to start getting established and making sure that they're using the uh, system correctly, especially for those of you who were out in the practice session. Uh, We appreciate you doing that. And if you, for whatever reason, you are not, uh, have not been providing, had not provided an email address or anything like that, uh, please do so. We uh, want to have as many people participate as possible. We want to encourage that. Because, and this is a segue into what we all need to pay attention to, we really need to be in the Word every day, and we need to be into it, if we can, in fellowship with others. Uh, I've seen message after message Uh, even on tv this morning david jeremiah talking about the very same thing you've got to be in the word and if you're not if you want to really learn and grow you have to be in the word to do so so that is really important for us to see and understand and that's why the bible study we we were convicted to get another study in place uh, that we can look at on a regular basis and it's one sunday a month on the in the afternoon that's what we're looking at we're not looking at taking up a lot of time it's fourth Sunday. It's always on the fourth Sunday. That's So this is the fourth Sunday of the month, and that's why we're starting today uh, with the Bible study, the Zoom Bible study. The neat thing about it is you can come and uh, just sit in front of your computer or your laptop, your, your iPad, whatever it is that you have, and just get together and bring your Bible and electronic device and study with us. And the neat thing about it is no matter what the weather is, you're inside and you're home. Um, that's really a perk. Uh, so we always want to keep those things in mind that that's what it's there for. So please uh, take advantage of what we have to offer here at Akron Alliance. We're trying to do everything we can to engage every person uh, to be involved. And we want to stay, We want to be close-knit, um, close-knit group. I like that. I like that example. Uh, very good. Uh, okay, those are the announcements. So let's get started here because we want to get through this passage that we're going to be covering today. Uh, It is a somewhat somber passage. It is intended to convey information, but it gives us reminders as we look at life itself, Uh, what we encounter, what we deal with, and hopefully in in looking at this, because I don't know how often people have really covered 2 Timothy in general because of the nature of the passage. You know, we're so inclined to want to hear good news about things, but the reality is, is that not everything is good news. And we need to be able to deal with that. And we certainly know that because of what we have to go through for the past year. So let's look at this a little bit more closely. Uh, We're going to be covering 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 22. 2 Timothy 4, verses 9 through 22. And what we'll see here is Paul giving his personal remarks to Timothy. Now understand that this letter is being written to Timothy, and Timothy is not doing great himself. Uh, He is struggling uh, with his leadership in the church because of all the commotion, all the turmoil, and is that not very similar to what we deal with today as a church, as a people? There's all kinds of things that we have to deal with, and sometimes there are things that we don't have any control over, but we have to ultimately figure out what we need to do to get through those situations. And it comes back to just honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so keep that in mind. It's, it's, it's 9 through 22, but that's okay. Well, you got it. You got it there. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and do this. Let's, uh, let's go. Oh, a quick praise too, everybody. For those who heard, my dad was in the hospital. He is home. He is recovering. He's doing great. And I I'm, I'm just give praise to the Lord Jesus Christ for uh, his healing power. I pray very specifically very specifically, for my dad to be, uh, recover, come out of that hospital. He is dealing with uh, cancer, but uh, he is actually taking a uh, chemo pill uh, to take care of that, and it uh, is going to get to the source of the problem or the issue, and we want to give praise to the Lord that for all that he is doing right now in his recovery. He is home. He is resting. That is the best thing about uh, the information here. So that's just another thing. we're just dealing with one thing after another sometimes we have we things have things that come up and we need to stop and pray over those things and make sure that we're paying attention. Uh, so I hope all you all can appreciate that we We will now go ahead and pray about this lesson and just pray about the day because it's a busy day uh, for looking at the Lord and looking to him and looking for his inspiration for his guidance let's let's pray right now. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've set aside for us where, Lord, we're gathering together as a group. And, Lord, when you tell us about gathering and not forsaking um, this gathering, it didn't say how, but it just said just to gather. And, Lord, we just thank you that we can do this very thing right now and have Sunday school and be able to hear you speak to us. We thank you for your loving kindness and your presence. We thank you for your healing power and your grace and mercy. We thank you for how you truly do Love us, and you love us, Lord, in such a way where we are just astounded by how much you love us. And yet we are so thankful that you do, because we know, Lord, that uh, without you, we wouldn't have a relationship with you without the Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross for us and providing the way for us to have a path to eternal life and salvation. Uh, These are all things that we could not do for ourselves, but only you could provide those things for us. And we thank you for that, Lord. We never want to take that for granted. We give you praise and thanks for all these things, and we ask them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everyone, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to 2 Timothy chapter 4. We're going to look at uh, verses 9 through 22. I see it. Uh, 2 Timothy 4, verses 9 through 22. And, of course, some of these are, are, are verses that are just talking about personal words and and greetings and final remarks, especially the last section in verses 19 through 22. But be that as it may, we're going to cover these and look at these and look at the comparisons that we have about people that we have encounters with each day. And I just thank everybody for their prayers as well, too, and just thank you for your ongoing support. Uh, this is Uh, A labor of love for me personally just being able to do something like this with you all it really does touch me very deeply uh, to be able to have this responsibility and I take it very seriously Um, but I enjoy myself too you've seen me um, uh, because it's a great time to be in the Lord Uh, every time is a great time to be in the Lord no matter what's going on outside let's start with a a passage in chapter chapter 4 verse 9 And I'll start reading from the New Living Translation. We'll read it all the way through and then come back over it. Uh, Verse 9. Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus at Troas. Also, bring my books and especially my papers. Verse 14 Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from certain death. Verse 18. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Verse 19. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and those living in the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus stayed at Corinth, and I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. Eubulus sends you greetings, and so did so do Putins, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. May the Lord be with your spirit, And may his grace be with all of you. Okay, that is 2 Timothy 4, verses 9 through 22. This passage is effectively the last letter that Paul wrote and Paul penned. He knew that his demise was coming very soon. And so he was making this last appeal to Timothy just to stay strong in the faith. Uh, Don't waver from it. Remember what you were called to do. And that's what we all need to always remember. Remember what you're called to do by God. Remember what you're called to do to serve him. Uh, don't ever forget those things as you go through whatever whatever difficulties you're going through. And you're going to go through them because it's pretty much a promise that every believer is gonna suffer in some way, shape, or form or have some sort of difficulty. And they're, they're, the ways you suffer are numerous. There's no one way. There's n- many different ways and different people have different experiences. But ultimately, always remember what you're called to do. Remember what your calling is. Remember what God has set aside for you to do to serve him. Let's go back to verse 9, verses 9 and 10. Timothy, please come as soon as you can. It's interesting that's just one verse. Please come as soon as you can. Um, That makes, kind of triggers something in my mind to to keep in mind that uh, believers need that fellowship time. They need that encouragement. They need people around them to help encourage them. It's not as easy if you're just a loner if you're just one who just sits by yourself all the time but even paul needs encouragement as as paul is stating here please come as soon as you can demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to thessalonica crescens has gone to galatia and titus has gone to dalmatia and of course titus is going to be the next pet book that we'll get into uh so we'll actually uh we're actually seeing a prelude into that where titus went and where he is uh residing but we see that Titus is involved here and we're going to look at what Paul was probably experiencing. Remember he is in prison. Prison is dark. Prison is damp. Prison is usually very very uncomfortable. It can get cold and that explains why he was asking for his coat later on in the passage because it gets cold in prison and it's a very lonely place. You're typically in the one cell by yourself. You're, you don't have anybody really to talk to. And he was probably lonely. There, there's no, no reason to think otherwise at this point. Um, and frankly, by having the books that he wants, the things that he needs uh, to help read and keep him occupied, that's going to be very important for him too as he goes through those last days before he is executed. And he mentioned uh, that no one came to his defense No one had come to his trial to speak in his defense. And Demas, who was apparently a very close colleague, left the faith. Now, understand that Paul didn't take the time to criticize or condemn those people who did not support him. He mentioned them, but he didn't condemn them. Um, Paul was indeed one of, uh, Demas was one of Paul's co-workers. That's actually referenced in Colossians 4.14. And it's also mentioned in Philemon 124. Um, But he deserted Paul because, what? He loved the things of this life. So we make a distinction. Demas loved what? Worldly values, worldly pleasures. Uh, There are many people that have been in the faith and that we have come in contact with in the faith who ultimately decided to stray and go away and recognize that they'd rather have those things of life be a part of their, their daily existence rather than staying focused on the word of God, staying focused on what he would have them to do. Um, worldly pleasures is a huge issue that a lot of people deal with. Shoot, we deal with it. Um, we deal with worldly pleasures too. We just need to know that and we always remember to come back around to the Lord and ask for forgiveness when we need it. But ultimately, some just decide to stay in that position. There's two ways to love the world two different ways to love the world. God loves the world as he created it, of course. And he wants people to be rescued from any evil that comes from the world. But others, like Demas, uh, in this case, love the world as it is, with sin and everything that's in it. And that means that you also love to participate in those activities. And that's what we need to understand here. So, do you love the world as if it could be justice, if justice could be done? Uh, Or do um, do you want the hungry to be fed? Do you want people to love one another, which is what we all talk about? We talk about not only just loving one another, but also the service that comes with that. Feeding people, taking care of people who are less fortunate. Are these the things that we should be loving? Absolutely. These are the things we should be focusing on. Or do you love what the world has to offer? What does the world offer? Wealth. It offers power. It offers pleasure. And it often sometimes even means hurting other people um John 17 verses 14 and 15. um I want you to turn to that John 17 verses 14 and 15. John 17 verses 14 and 15. I'll, yeah, right. yeah I, I'm going to my Bible to <laughs> make sure I have it up too and I'm just I'll hand this back to you John 17, verses 14 and 15. Now take a look at what it says here. And this was, this was when Jesus was praying. This was his time of prayer uh, in the garden. It says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. And so that's Jesus' prayer because ultimately he knows that the world is very powerful and he knows that because of what we proclaim, the world would hate us and they would hate any believer for that matter and that's what we have to pay attention to here. But we don't want to hurt other people. We don't want to neglect the work that God has given to us. We want to make sure that we are being as helpful as we can be, being ready and available to speak to somebody about the Lord's gospel. The good news. We want to make sure we're talking talking about that at all times. And so what Paul is doing here is he's just giving he's making comments that basically are stating about where people have gone and what they've done. And the idea that Demas deserted Paul and left him uh, and basically left his left left according to his faith as well too. That was something that was very telling. But it's not, telling, it's not so telling that uh, we recognize that other people that we know have gone through this very thing. They said they followed Jesus, and that yet they're somewhere else now, and they're not following him. And we just want to be prayerful that all of us never come into that situation. We all want to stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. We all want to grow in Christ. We know that there is a reward that's coming. <clears throat> we don't want to speculate and get into whether or not a person who is in the faith and comes out of it, uh, is actually lost. And never. And you can't lose your salvation. We already know that. Um, and we don't really even need to over-speculate as to whether or not that person got saved in the first place, because that's not really helpful either. The most important thing we can do for anybody who leaves is to pray for them. Pray for them that they have an awakening and a reawakening about the importance of following Christ. And pray that they are not dealt with harshly, when it comes to life circumstances, because that ultimately would be the the catalyst to get someone to change uh, that behavior. Let's go back to 2 Timothy 4 and drop down to verses 11 and 12. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus at Troas. Also bring my books and especially my papers. So what Demas did, it was it reminded Paul to mention about those faithful co-workers that he has. And we should remember them too. Who are the faithful people in your life who are truly staying focused on the Lord Jesus Christ? Who are those people? We, you pray for them that they continue to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and that they remain faithful and they probably will if, if, if uh, they are so inclined to do so because that's something that we all personally have to make a decision about. We have to decide what what we need to do to remain faithful to him. And, of course, Luke had traveled with Paul writing the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts. And, of course, that was a first hand account, the Book of Acts. It was just basically a, uh, a documentation of what was taking place after after Jesus had come had returned, had been resurrected, and right before uh, the time when he uh, ascended, and then after he ascended, and then all the accounts about the, the various acts of the apostles, and that's what Acts represents. Um, Tychicus was one of his most trusted companions, and there are numerous verses that actually refer that refer to that. I won't go to all of them. I'll I'll have you look at Ephesians six twenty one real quick, and just to see that that. Uh, Tychicus is mentioned a few times in Scripture. And uh, it's good to see that he's referenced by other... reference in writings, including by uh, Luke, who also acknowledged him in Acts uh, chapter 20, verse 4. But let's look at Ephesians 6:21. So that you also may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister... And the Lord will tell you everything. It's great to be able to rely on somebody to help you, uh, help out in the, in the faith. That's that's really important. Um, husbands and wives, be supportive of each other in ministry. Be supportive of each other in the faith. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I talk about a support. For those of you who are married, um, you that would be the best way that you could have possibly have an, as far as existence. For those of you who have one where one of you is a believer and the other one is either straddling the fence or is not there yet, of course you pray for that other person because you want ultimately that person to be a partner uh, in your faith, in your worship, in your praise, all those things that we discuss. And and that's kind of what I was referring to last week in the message uh, about making sure that men step it up when it comes to their role in the faith if they are if the ladies are far ahead of them the men need to come and catch up and and so that's about having uh, this uh, yearning for Christ that's what we all need we all need to have that so it's good to have that support and we want to make sure that uh, Tychicus in this case he was heading for Ephesus he was actually uh, heading to the church the area where Timothy was he was going to be there to help out so now we need to also look at this thing about when he mentions Mark in this section in verse 11. And we have to remember that Mark uh, had an interesting history uh, in, in the Gospels. We have to remember that Mark had left Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary journey. <clears throat> that was something that had taken place earlier, and that was referenced in Acts chapter 13. And it was also mentioned in Acts chapter 15 as well, too. And Paul was very upset about that. Mark was um, obviously was struggling with his faith, was struggling. He just did not uh, was was just very weak, or just did not not do very well. <clears throat> and what had happened? That had actually caused an argument between himself um, and Barnabas. And the Barnabas and Paul uh, argued so sharply they parted company, and so they no longer were traveling together. Paul went his way; Barnabas went the other. So now Paul, I guess, had come has come around and now has saying at this particular time that uh, he had given Mark a second chance. Mark had proven to be what? A worthy helper. Well, this is not unusual. If you really look at the way all of us develop in our faith, we aren't all on the same page. Some of us are perhaps very mature, and others are just getting started and trying to mature, and maybe they might strumble, struggle a little bit. Was it, Mark? Mark was younger, Mark was a younger person, so he was still, still trying to figure it out right I mean, yeah, he was still trying to get settled with that but since since time has gone by, Paul has seen now uh that Paul had a, you know has had a change of heart and realized that Mark was trying to get it together and trying to do what was right, and so we ultimately need to understand that we we can we should focus sometimes on on one person's development but After all is said and done, we need to look at ourselves and make sure that we're doing everything we can do in the faith as well, too. Not everybody is going to understand what we're doing or how we're doing it. And people need to learn on their own and people need to mature on their own as well, too. So we need to let people grow up. We challenge people to grow. We encourage people to grow. And I think the messages I've been hearing all over the place, Gus's message, um, I'm just going to call attention to it from last week because I talked about it. We've got to mature in our faith. If we're not maturing in our faith, that's a real problem in, in, when it comes to the body of Christ. It's a real issue. It's a problem where people, for whatever reason, they expect God to bless them, but they won't open a Bible. And they won't read what the Bible says. And they won't and they won't have they don't have any recall of scripture, they don't have any way of knowing how to respond to things as they're happening to them. And they won't mature. And they won't live by it. And they won't live by the Bible either. And that's the other thing, too. You know, the God, has, God asks us, the, the only way we can love God is to be obedient to his word. That's it. There's no other way to do it. We, the love that we talk about when we love other people is not the same way we love God. It's a different type of love. It's a different type of relationship. But yet it comes down to we need to be obedient to his word if we want to truly love him. If, we don't, if we're not obedient to his word, we're not loving him. We're not doing what we should be doing in the faith. We are not maturing in the faith. The Holy Spirit is what helps us to mature, um, and so if somebody messes up, like Mark did, give him another chance. If he truly is seeking after the Lord, he you know you may be it may be a situation where you're just trying to trust him, um, and so basically take a look at Colossians 4:10. I want to want to show you how it took Mark some time, but. Colossians 4.10 is being trusted as a, as a faithful leader because he's being mentioned here in this passage. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning who have you received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him. Now, I just picked up on this, is that Barnabas was uh, siding with Mark because they were related, <laughs> which I did not know that until now. So you just learned something. Of course, there was going to be a disagreement about uh, Paul and Barnabas having a disagreement because Barnabas was rooting for Mark to get better and grow, but because they're related, he actually was looking after him and knowing that he needed time to mature, but we needed to make sure that that's something we pay attention to. And, of course, Mark went on and wrote, what, the Gospel of Mark. So there obviously was a maturity that took place, and obviously we need to see that. Okay. There are a lot of things here that we need to keep in mind as we look at this pa- these passages <clears throat> Excuse me, and remind ourselves that this is life. There are people that you've been through life with and that you've seen where some are maturing in their faith and you recognize it and you know it right away and there are others who are not maturing at all and they fall by the wayside. They fall by the wayside almost the same way like when you were in high school and you had a group of people that you knew in high school And after high school, you lost track with the vast majority of those people and never saw them again. Well, that, in some ways, is a comparative to people in the faith, too, where you will lose track of some of those people because they'll be going in a different direction altogether. Because if they're going in a different direction, guess what? They're not going to be following you. They're not going to be going with you. If you're staying true to faith, they're going to just drop off. And that is an analogy that... Uh, I think is very appropriate. We you just lose track of people, and the, and you lose track of them because sometimes they don't want you to track them. If you try to reach out to them, and say something to them about what's going on, or asking them questions, and they'll be very evasive. They won't really tell you anything, and they you just go in they're just going their own way. And and sometimes you just have to pray for those individuals. That's what it comes down to. Prayer is very powerful. Everybody, we know this. We understand that. Um, in verse 13, when Paul mentions, when you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus at Troas. Also bring my books and especially my papers. Um, if you remember, we actually talked about this before. Paul probably got arrested very abruptly. He was not didn't have time to get anything. He didn't have time to gather his things, so he didn't have time to go home and gather his personal belongings. He didn't, uh, and so he is a, a prisoner. And so all of those things that he wanted, including this this commentary. He wanted those papers or old parchments that may have included parts of the Old Testament, Um, the Gospels, copies of his own letters, or other important documents. He wanted those things with him. He didn't want to leave those behind. He wanted to have those in his possession. And he wanted to be able to reflect on those, look at them, uh, be reminded of the faith. These are all things that he was doing to try to stay engaged. This was a fearful time. I think anybody who is... Saying that Paul is addressing this thing with no concern or care, I think is is, is being very foolish in an assessment, not taking into account the human human psyche. when you're incarcerated and you know that you're about to be executed, um, it's a fearful time. And so we're not talking about he was fearful like he was wailing or anything like that in fear, but he it's it's an un, a time of uncertainty. When you don't know what's going on, uh, you want to have those things with you that make you feel more comfortable, and of course the coat was going to make him feel more comfortable. And but those papers, those writings, those things that remind him of his faith uh, give him what he needs to stay the course. And we'll get to that later in this passage as we look at this more closely. These are things that we need to see here. So for going back to verse fourteen, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm but the Lord will judge him for what he has done be careful of him for he fought against everything we said now this is in one paragraph in this this section here um, and it's it's calling to attention uh first 1 timothy 1:20 is the alexander that he's referring to we don't need to go to that passage but but alexander was he's referring to him as the coppersmith he was a witness against paul So Alexander knew all about Paul and yet said some things that were very hurtful, very damaging to Paul. Where, frankly, it just probably assured he would be remaining in prison. And so that's what, and the Lord is going to judge him for what he has done. That's what uh, Paul says. Now that's not anything other than just acknowledging what he really believes. It wasn't about a condemnation. It was about the fact that that's exactly what uh, is going to happen. We have to be accountable for our actions. Everybody, we, are, we have to be accountable for our actions and, and the Lord's going to take account. Never worry about what's going to happen to another person who's being bad. A lot of people get hung up on stupid stuff like this where how how come he's able to get away with all this? How come he's always able to do things like this? And it doesn't appear that this person is being dealt with by the Lord. Well, you, you know as well as I do that you're not going to get away with anything. The Lord's going to deal with every person um, and, and you have to call into account what your, what your actions are. We as believers have the same thing going, where we need to take into account that our actions are very important. And so we don't need to worry about how God is going to judge this other person. If you're focusing on something like that, guess what? You're in the wrong area. You shouldn't be focusing on it. You're thinking revenge. Yeah, you're thinking about revenge, right? You're thinking about revenge or being vengeful over someone, and that's not your job to do that. It's not your responsibility. It's not your place. That's when the Lord says that he will take care of justice. He will take care of the so-called revenge that is necessary. We, we get sidetracked many times by worrying about what other people are doing. Amen? Don't worry about what other people are doing. Other people are going to do what they do. You take care of your own business. You worry about what you're doing. That's always the most important thing because you only you can control what you do. You can't control what other people do. And so that's a reminder of that. Um, and Paul is mentioning here in the passage the first time back to verse 16 2 Timothy 4 chapter uh, verse 16 the first time I was brought before the judge no one came with me <laughs> everyone abandoned me may it not be counted against them but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety For all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. So he's mentioning here, uh, especially in verses, well, verse 16, 15 and 16, rather, excuse me, um, that everybody deserted him. He was left all alone. But the Lord never did. The Lord stood with him. And there are many times we're going to feel very alone. And we're going to feel like we're just all by ourselves. And in many cases, we are all by ourselves. Because sometimes we we have to, we have suffer in silence. There are things that are happening in our lives we don't understand. And we suffer in silence. And sometimes we aren't in the fa- frame of mind to call on others and talk about it. We So we will suffer in silence. But... Paul is reassuring himself and everyone else here that in spite of where he is and what place he is in right now, the Lord stood with him and gave him strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear, which was a very important role. Understand that the Gentiles had to hear the good news too and had to understand it. So, and he rescued me from certain death. And that's, Paul is just saying he was protected. He was beaten upon. He was... Uh, persecuted, he was uh, had stones thrown at him, and yet he was protected to be able to do what? Preach the gospel to the Gentiles. He knows what his purpose is because of what he had been through and how he had come through it. And it was not his time to go at those times. And many t- times we read about how Jesus was um, set upon, and he wanted to be captured by those Pharisees or whoever who didn't like him, but. Um, he either walked through them, got away from them, vanished, whatever, and nobody could get a hand on him um, And because it wasn't his time yet. And so certainly we need to understand that Paul was is also being looked at here in the same frame of mind too. There were many times Paul should have been killed, but he wasn't because God had preserved preserved him and kept him. And I pray that you also recognize too that while you're here and the time that you have here on earth, God wants you to use that time wisely and use that time for his glory and for his benefit. There's no time to waste when it comes to this. Yes, you have fun. Yes, you enjoy your life. But ultimately, you are a vessel for Jesus Christ. Whatever you're doing, however you're going about your business, um, you are being preserved and kept for a time like this to be able to speak truth to other people who need to hear it, hear about the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, at the same time, while Paul is writing about what he was well, he was being deserted, Timothy was probably not feeling very brave, and Paul was probably trying trying to encourage him, as we read earlier in this passage, just to keep doing what he was supposed to do. God is going to always give us the strength and the courage to do what we have to do. And we don't even know sometimes where it comes from, but his boldness just emerges, and it allows us to speak truth. Um, I I know that some of us uh, wonder about what words we 're going to use or what we 're going to say well, sometimes you don 't need to worry about that. you just don't god 's going to give you the words you need to say to encourage other people, even other believers who need encouragement. say something kind, be nice to them if they if they get the uh, inkling. I think I wore a shirt yesterday about all for all his glory mm-hmm. and it was a testimony we were at the we were at the uh, the rec center we were working out and someone saw that and they said boy i've seen that active faith thing um on the internet on on facebook and i really like those and it's because of the messages they convey it just talks about the lord jesus christ it talks about god to god be the glory and ephesians 4:13, and all those verses that are used as well too and it was an encouragement to her because she and lynn was with me it was an encouragement to her uh, that someone was speaking up uh, for the faith because that's just not very common these days. And so we need to understand that we are the exception in many cases when it comes to our faith. We, Those who speak out about the faith, we have to understand something. Those who profess to be the Lord, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ are not always that open about speaking in their faith. But as you mature, which is why we keep using that word maturity and the Holy Spirit, you get better at it. And you get get better and better at it because you can see how God is working in your life and you you work with confidence. And that's what you really need to see here. We need to be more confident in our faith. We need to affirm others. We need to be ready to speak and help other people through difficulty as well, too. Paul was doing this thing for Timothy. He was trying to encourage him. Just stay strong. Stay strong and be courageous in the faith. God will give you what you need to be able to succeed and that's what we have to always keep in mind here. But you have to step out in faith and do it though. You got to step out in faith. It's a walk of faith. Okay. Getting on the home stretch here. So verse back to verse 18. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Well, that's really like an exclamation point from where Paul had started talking about where everybody abandoned him. When I was brought before the judge, the earthly judge, everybody abandoned him. Nobody was with him. Nobody stood with him. Um, What did Jesus go through before he went to the cross? He was abandoned. Remember, all of his disciples ran away. They all couldn't be found. You know, they were there after he had been nailed to the cross. You know, uh, John was there um, with Mary. And and, and those things were, were taking place But this was after the fact. Everybody had abandoned him. And we're going to feel abandoned at times. But Paul was affirming his belief in life after death. Eternal life after death in this passage. Because he is being reminded that that's where he's going. That's where he's going to be. And he is giving praise and and glory. That the Lord delivered him from every evil attack. And will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. And that's the attitude we all need to have too. We don't take our faith, our walk for Christ, with Christ, for granted. We know that even though we might be facing a life and death struggle, you know, my dad was going through that. He was going through a struggle too. He wasn't sure if he, this was his time to go or not. You know, and, and we ultimately know that he's still not out of the woods, but the bottom line is that he was recognizing it was a struggle. It was tough. But he came back to the fact that he was a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and his eternity was all taken care of. So no matter what happened, whether he lives or dies, he knows he's going to be with the Father. Do you have that same confidence? Do you have that same confidence? That's what this is all about, everybody. It, we, we we do this for a reason and a purpose. We don't just do it because it's... We don't do stuff, hopefully, because somebody just tells us to do it. We're doing it because we genuinely understand where our faith is and what our faith is in. And no one can control that but you. You have to understand these things. So what Paul is doing is just reassuring himself, even as he has these comments in verse 18, God is going to bring every believer safely to his kingdom. That's what we have to look forward to. Um, and that's something where we're going to eventually all see for ourselves. We just don't know the timing of it. We don't know when it's going to happen. But that's the confidence that we must operate in as believers. We can't be, can't be wishy-washy about it. Uh, you know, you, our faith, we need to have that mustard seed of faith at the very least to get us through those situations where times are tough. But I would hope that we have more than mustard seeds of faith when it comes right down to it. we got to get better and just get more mature and just keep working at it. Life's going to keep throwing curveballs at us. And we better be able to hit those curveballs. Um, my, wife, my wife actually made a comment about watching, um, I think it was uh, Justin Bieber, not Justin Bieber, uh, Shane Bieber, the pitcher for the Indians. You were watching him strike out people on a, on a tape. And it was a nasty curveball or a nasty changeup. Whatever he was throwing, they were just whiffing. And not hitting anything. And he struck out 13 people. Set a record um, at, after his fourth start for striking out at least 10 or more people in every start. It's filthy stuff. And and my wife was watching it. And I wasn't looking at it. And she said, man, whatever he's throwing up there, they can't hit. And and my wife's not even a baseball fan, right? She just kind of, she knows about it. But but for her to observe that and see that, it's like, yeah, life throws us curveballs sometimes and we sometimes we can't hit them but sometimes we got to get more mature so that we know how to wait on a curveball and watch it so we can hit some of those babies and we have to be sure that we're doing those very things when it comes to our faith i that just popped in my head i'm just i just don't really quite know why but uh but but your observation of that made me think of that very thing we're going to get curveballs thrown at us all the time. And you've got to get good at it, but you can't just go up there and strike out every time. As we mature in our faith, we got to start hitting some of those back through the box and start just going after life the way we should in a, as a mature believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as a batter has to get better at hitting pitches and has to mature and takes batting practice, we need to be doing the same thing. And how do we do that? We get in the Word. We stay in the Word. We study the Word, and we're prepared we're greater prepared every day, as long as we stay in the word. And we can't just stay in the word one day a week. Can't just be on Sundays. Well, that's, not in the word. that's not staying in the word. That's exactly right. Uh, the, yeah, right. I have just contradicted myself by saying that. That's not staying in the word. <clears throat> we're not giving appearances to other people that we're reading the Bible when we're really not reading the Bible. It comes down to maturity, everybody. You've got to mature in the faith. got to get more <clears throat> involved with what's going on when it comes to the faith. Okay. Verses 19 through 22. Um, I, I'll, I'll just mention these very quickly. Uh, give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and those living in the household of Onesiphorus. Um, that's, the, that's the slave, by the way, that uh, is referenced in Scripture as well, too. Uh, Erastus stayed at Corinth, and I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. Eubulus sends your greetings, and so does Putin's, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. All Paul is doing here is calling to attention all these people who have been strong in the faith. People who are surrounding yourself with people who are strong in the faith. If you need encouragement, you're giving greetings to these people, you're talking to them, this is what you need to do. And he says, may the Lord be with your spirit, and may, the great, may his grace be with all of you. These are fellow workers, fellow Christian workers that Paul had been dealing with. Um, Onesiphorus visited and encouraged Paul in jail. He actually showed up and visited him in jail. Um, Erastus was one of Paul's trusted companions. Uh, That's in Acts 19.22, as was Trophimus. These are all people that you'll read about in the book of Acts. If you read the book of Acts, you'll see all those names mentioned. And all Paul was doing was just basically, basically saying that, you know, give greetings to these people because they were faithful, they remained faithful. And it's good fellowship to always greet others who are strong in the faith as well, too. And finally, Paul entered the chapter by... greeting those closest to him. Um, They were lasting friendships. They were people that he had grown very close to. And so when we look at this, do you have a Paul in your life? Do you have a mentor? Do you have a teacher? Um, Do you have someone who provides leadership? Do you have someone who provides accountability? Um, Do you have someone who provides encouragement? Now, that, that can be certainly the elders in the church. That can be the pastor. Um, there may be someone who is not an elder or pastor That may be that person as well too Who's strong in the faith Latch on to anybody who's encouraging Amen Anyone who gives encouragement And not just says it for just to make you feel better But says it for accountability too um, the, you know If you really have a, a friendship A real friend will be a, an accountable friend Who will help you through things so you, you don't want just friends who are always just saying stuff Just to make you feel better um, that's not really a friend. That's just a yes person. Um, <laughs> it's just, you, you don't need yes people in your lives. You sometimes need people to say no, or you need people to say, there's a better way to go about things. You need, truth people. You need people who are in truth. Exactly right. And, uh, uh, you don't need yes men in your lives. That, that's not a true friend. A true friend will be the one who will give you accountability and will help you through this. Um, have you got a Priscilla or Aquila in your life, a coworker? Or a peer who prays with you in times of stress? A person who loves you and supports you? Do you have a Timothy in your life? A younger leader who you're helping along and encouraging or discipling? You know, for those of you, for example, who are involved with the daycare, you might have younger people there who are learning, who are still learning, who still are learning the ropes. They're learning what's going on. The veterans in the group need to bring those people along. That's what we need in the body of Christ. We need people who are supportive of each other, and helping people along as you develop those relationships. That's what we always need to see. Amen? So that is the passage, 2 Timothy 4, verses 9 through 22. And you see that even in Paul giving his final greetings and his final letter to Timothy. And he's writing it not just to Timothy, of course. He's looking, writing it to all of us as well, too. He is staying strong in the faith and encouraging you to remain with those individuals who are there to encourage you as well, too. And pray for those who desert you. Pray for those who disdain you, who don't like you. This is how living Christ-like means. You take things uh, to the next level when it comes to your faith and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You are not to be condemning anyone. You are to be uh, lifting those people up in prayer. And that's something that uh, the flesh will condemn very quickly and say, I ain't thinking about so-and-so. Well, that's not right. I mean, you need to be thinking about so-and-so. That's what this whole thing is about here. And that's why we need to make sure that even though somebody deserts us or, uh, or leaves us alone, we still pray for those people. And we pray in those situations when we are indeed all alone and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to help deliver us and help us through those situations. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that you've given us to... Just sit back and quietly let you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the words of Paul. We thank you for his words of encouragement. And Lord, it's very easy to see he was encouraging himself at this very difficult time in his life. Uh, Being in prison, being cold, uh, being left alone in many cases. He's recounting those people who took the time to develop friendships with him, come and visit him. Lord, we thank you for that lesson. We thank you for remembering how important it is for us as a people to remember to pray for others within our body, within the body of our church, within the body outside of our church. We need to pray for everybody who is in truly looking to serve you and be faithful to you. And pray for those who are struggling and lift them up to you, Lord. You answer prayers, but we need to make those prayers and petitions on a regular basis. And we just thank you for those reminders of how we're supposed to live for you. We need to trust in you. We need to have faith in you. We thank you for all that you are doing for us and continue to do for us. And we give you that praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, everyone, for being here today for another edition of Livestream Sunday School. We will be back again next week. And uh, we pray for warmer weather from here in the meantime. Please stay online for the message from Pastor Gus. It'll be in the timeline once you get off here, um, and you'll see a great message. And for those of you, I'll see you down in Akron in a few minutes, uh, everybody. And don't forget the Zoom Bible study today at 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific time. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time.